Hi, everyone. It's Jen DeWall. And on this week's episode of the Leadership Habit Podcast, I sat down with Will Matthews to talk about the game you must win now more than ever before. Will Matthews helps companies develop outstanding emerging leaders. And he is the author of the best-selling book, You've Got This, the five self-coaching keys you need to live boldly and accomplish anything. Following 25 years of corporate experience, corporate leadership, Will now speaks internationally to companies and associations on the topics of self-leadership, developing emerging leaders, and team excellence. Will's presentations and trainings reveal insights that he has learned as an Ironman athlete, business executive, and professional development expert to help professionals break through to the results and fulfillment that they want with warrior-like determination and skill. I hope you enjoy the conversation that Will and I have as we talk about the game you must win now more than ever before. Enjoy. Hi, everyone. It's Jen DeWall, and I'm so excited to be sitting down with Will Matthews today to be talking about the game that you must win now more than ever. Will, what is this game? But before we go into it, I want to know what the game is. Actually, no, we're going to we're going to hold off for our listeners. Let's just start off. Will, you have a great background that people have heard what, heard about. You've worked with so many different clients. Just tell us a little bit about yourself, how you came to be, and how you even came to want to bring this message to the world. Well, yeah. First off, thanks so much for having me on the podcast. I'm super excited to be with you. Big fan of yours. And, and uh, yeah, so, so I'll give a little bit on me because I really want to spend our time on how we can help move the needle together for, for your listeners. Um, I had a really, really long, you can see the gray hair. I've been around a while. <laughs> and I've had a, I had a really long uh, corporate career, leading teams in sales, marketing, operations. Uh, and, and after a while, after many years, even though I loved it, I recognized that I just wanted to contribute in a different way. I mean, all the, I don't know if anybody in the listeners can relate to this, but, you know, or viewers, um, but, you know, all the highs that used to be there, like you'd win the big deal or you got the big uh, promotion or whatever it was, and, you know, seemed to flatten out. They weren't as exciting anymore. And um, and the lows, the hard times, just, you know, I knew I'd figure out a way through them. So all the juice that came along with the highs and lows of that, of my corporate uh, roles in energy and, and uh, information technology we're just kind of flattening out. I thought, you know what? That's not how I want to spend my time. Love the corporate world. Not saying that's for everybody, but for me, I recognize the calling to go contribute in a different way. So I started my company, Matthews Performance Group, to really help people get to where they want to go in leadership, in sales results, in managing, and just kind of becoming more of who they really are, what they can bring to the table. I love that. Now, you, you're an Ironman athlete. Something that I will never understand. I have massive respect. I don't think I'll ever be adding that to my resume, but I know that that's an important part of your business. How do you use that to inspire how you serve your clients? Yeah, absolutely. And, and the model that we're going to talk about just a little bit later is uh, is, is something I've trademarked called mindset plus skill set plus execution is what creates success in business. And mindset's number one, Jen, for a reason. If you don't have this, dialed in. The other two don't matter. In fact, if you don't have this dialed in, in my opinion, having worked with thousands, literally coached thousands of CEOs and business owners and sales professionals, um, if that's not dialed in, I don't even want to talk about what your strategic plan is or you know your goals or whatever it is, because it's not going to matter until we kind of get figure out where this is. What is your level of expectation that you can succeed? What's your level of confidence? Where's your energy, your focus, your positive expectation, right? And you're focused on what you can control. All those things start here. Well, I love that you're talking about that because it is the place we, I think, especially if we're, if an organization or business leader is in pain, we want to focus on the strategy to fix the pain, but we don't realize that it's everything is an inside out approach that it all starts with us before we can go. And I think that's so important that you make that your primary step. Yeah, no doubt. And, you know, um, so it turns out in, in, when you're doing endurance sports, like Ironman is one of those for sure. Uh, I'm doing my next one actually up in kind of your place of origin, kind of in the the north. Uh, well, this is actually Wisconsin, but cl- you know, close by for you, right? Uh, in Madison, so I'll be doing that later this year. But my- wait, you're doing the Ironman in Wisconsin? Yeah, 23 anniversary. Yay! Oh my gosh! Now I can break. That's so exciting. I used to. I the part time job that I had throughout college because I went to UW Madison was on State Street. 
And so every year when they ran the Ironman, I could watch them. So I have seen a lot of Ironmans and I will probably continue to see Ironmans, but that's that's, congratulations for you. Sorry to interrupt, but that was just fun. I mean, people people listening in Wisconsin, you look for Will Matthews if he's running that Ironman downtown or downstate street. Yeah, absolutely. So it's a really, it's a big endurance sport. And um, if you don't know about Ironman, you can look it up. I won't take the time to describe it. It's a long, it's a long day. And, you know, look, it's, it is about training. Uh, I'm training this afternoon. You know, I'm tra- I'm in training six months before. Um, it is about building body strength and and all those things. But you know what? Again, if if you wake up and you don't have a way to dial this in, it's not going to really give you the result you want. So huge mindset fan. It works in sports. You see it all the time. If you, if someone's on on the side of a of a, since we have a good international audience here, you know, a football or a soccer game, when the teams come out, you know, they don't just kind of walk out. You know, sit on the bench before the game and, you know, look around. No, they come out and they start they're like pumping each other up, right? And getting people excited. Like, let's go. We can do this. You know, my book, You've Got This, is written it's, it's that way for a reason. Like, you've got this is what we tell each other where we want to get people to rise up and bring their best to the table. So um, that's how I look at it in terms of leadership development. And I, I work a lot, Jen, with emerging leaders. And the cool thing is, guess what? We're always emerging. Yes. So even though the target's kind of that that younger group coming in, maybe it's their first, second, third leadership role. Um, what's cool is the, the the principles are applicable even if you've been leading for a long time. Right. Well, and so many leaders, even they may have advanced to mid-level positions, even executive positions without a lot of access to that learning and development. And so I love how you differentiate that because everyone is merging. If you're not growing, you're dying. So let's get it, let's get into the formula. Let's break down what it means. And maybe let's talk about so it's mindset plus skill set plus execution equals success in business. And that is your trademark formula. So if you were going to say where, from your experience, you've coached thousands of people, where do people get this wrong? So is it specifically it with the mindset? Like, where do they get it wrong? That's a great question. And it can actually, the, the challenge, right? It's almost think of it as a survey. You know, where are you? Think about it in your own life. For those watching and listening, Jen, for you too, you know, think about it. When you, day in and day out, we all have our ups and downs and, you know, our biorhythms, uh, which is, of course, the, the level of mental sharpness emotional strength and physical strength, those are kind of on these sine curves. Um, and because of that, if you will, we have some days where we're on top of the world. You know, everything's lined up, we're feeling sharp, we're, we slept well, everything's going well in our lives, and we feel physically strong. We have other days when all three are really, you know, in the valley there, and we're like barely hanging on energy-wise, and then, oh my gosh, you know, I have this huge emotional challenge um, in my personal life. Oh, I might, by the way, I'm also not feeling great. Well, guess what? Unfortunately, the world doesn't really care about that. We'd like to think it does, but it doesn't. The world cares about results. So we want to find a way, Jen, to be able to bring your A game, even on those days when you've got nothing in the tank. And that's so, so if you think about the survey approach, where are you? So we know we have highs and lows, but in general, where are you in terms of one to 10, let's say 10 being amazing, one being like hardly hardly any skill at all in terms of that mindset. What's the mindset? I'm not asking you to particularly answer, but everybody, where are you typically in terms of mindset? And mindset is strictly a way that you process and filter the, the world in a way so that, so that you make sense of the world and decide how you show up and how you fit in or don't fit in in that world. That's what mindset is, right? Mm-hmm. When we feel strong, when we feel excited, when we feel like part of something, something that's why we like to work with, you know, groups where we could feel like we're part of something bigger. Um, you know, we are all parts of our brain are firing. We're getting better ideas. We're excited. We're, we're motivated. Our mindset is really, really high. Oftentimes, you know, we could be on the other side of that. So uh, the idea for the listeners and watchers are, where are you one to 10 in terms of mindset by that definition in general? Yeah. And then from there, right? The other two. I'm so curious because mindset is, I, you know, we are just, I had this conversation this morning with someone and, you know, they were just talking about a conflict of that they were having with someone else. And this person is kind of much more in their head. And we were just talking about how difficult it actually is to help someone see like, Hey, do you understand how your actions, how your thoughts are actually impacting this? How do you help people build that mindset awareness? Because I think that that's sometimes people think, 
I've got it better than what I do. I think there's people that are listening that are like, I absolutely can answer that question. I know exactly where I am. There may be feelers like me. And then there are people that maybe are just not self-aware. So how do you help people build that self-awareness? Yeah, I I believe that we are. And I love what you said just a minute ago. You know, uh, I'll paraphrase, but you know, the idea that guess what our, what we create, what we experience in our career and our life is, is truly a, it's created first on the inside. Right. And, and then it appears on the outside. We have this ability to affect the results we have. And I, and I believe that's where mindset really comes in. So the, one of the reasons that I left my corporate job to start Matthew's performance group was I wanted to do more of what I saw myself, what I saw strength. And that was that I can see the warrior, by the way, my brand is, is right back in, right here. The instant warrior emergent leader program. And what do I mean by instant warrior? Well, I believe that you, and I'm not talking about warrior when I say that, like striking out against another person or those things, I'm talking about the discipline, the precision, the dedication, the focus. Resilience. Yes, exactly. (laughs) Um, Yes, exactly. So, um, I recognize that I can see the warrior, and I bet many of you can. I know you can, Jen. I can see the warrior in somebody, oftentimes before they can actually see it in themselves. And then what I love doing is helping them first identify with that, you know, the skills, and then bring that to the surface on a more routine basis. Okay. So how do you develop mindset? Where's your question? You know, is I believe you work on it. I have a where is that? It's always here. Oh, I have a morning ritual. <laughs> That is my, this is my incantation. I was going to ask you what you do in the morning, knowing that you have to be quite disciplined to train. I love that morning ritual. Okay. Yeah. So that part of the morning ritual is is my incantation. So that is something I read to myself. So let's say somebody, if you're watching this right now and you're in that slump and you want to figure out what, how can I bust that? How can I find a a slump buster um, so that I can bring it back? And as you said, Jen, be more resilient, bounce back up faster then you know, go back to the basics and like start your day with a little bit of quiet time, whatever that is for you, whatever that is for you. Um, and then get something where you just read or listen to something that really just fires you up. It's, it's inspiring, right? There's so much of that available now with the, you know, YouTube and all these things. We have so much access to that. So for me, I read this every day and I'll tell you, Hey, I'm human. I'm not always perfect at these things, right? But I strive to get better and better. And when I'm in a place where, oh my gosh, I'm not feeling it, usually I realize I haven't been doing this morning ritual. Some, I've been letting it go for some reason. So when I want to get, if if you out there are having a, a slow time or a challenging time, and listen, um, challenging times come in all flavors. And and uh, as we record this this podcast, you know, where there's a lot of that in the world right now. And, and what, by the time you're watching this, there'll probably still be a lot of different things going on. That's part of the human experience, but our ability to get back to the basics and be able to bring ourselves up. So our mindset is helping us, not hindering us is very key to success. Yeah. And I know I jumped the gun. I, I jumped the gun because I, I didn't even help our listeners understand your formula. So let's, let's take it back a little bit. We just talked about mindset, but the formula, your trademark formula Mindset plus skill set plus execution equals success in business. Now, we just talked a little bit about mindset. What do you mean about skill set? Great. Perfect. So, yeah, I hope I hope everyone gets that. And these are very simple words and very simple concepts, but it is that combination and that equation that I've noticed, again, having coached literally thousands of people at all levels and organizations that differentiate those who are having success routinely from those who are having frustration and disappointment. It might even, you know, wash out, right? Because some of you out there are going to change your business. You're going to change your company. You're going to have a positive impact. You're going to make amazing changes in the world even. And, and others, not on this call, obviously, but other people will have the very same opportunity, but they will not have that same level of impact, right? So that's why the equation is so important. You've got to have all three in order to have the kind of results that I believe most of us really want, right? So we can sit when we can kind of simplify it and think about these three things, life gets easier. So we talked about mindset. Once you have this dialed in, by the way, that's an ongoing project. It doesn't it's not like uh <laughs> <laughs> get set and forget your mindset. You right, gotta keep right. working on it. Exactly. I think I think it was Zig Ziglar that said uh motivation is like bathing. You really can't just do it once and for all, right? <laughs> 
you know, you got to keep going. Yes. <laughs> I like that. So, okay. So, but knowing now we got this at least on a track. We got, we have you thinking about what's possible. We have you thinking, you have yourself thinking about what you want to achieve. Then it's like, then you got to know what to do, right? You have to have some skills, whatever, whatever your profession, um, you got to get the basics. I mean, um, whatever it is you do, you must do it well, right? In order to, to be one who's considered to be at the top of your, of your, of your industry. So whatever those skill sets are, if you were a doctor, right? Or a surgeon, let's say specifically, you know, you, you can have a great mindset about every, about all the outcomes you want, and you still have to know how to do a great, you know, appendect, ap, what's that word? Appendectomy? <laughs> Why didn't I pick that one? <laughs> I got one of those, so I think I can say that. <laughs> so you got to know how to do your work. If you're in sales, you have to have the skills to be able to listen effectively, to be able to bring up um, the objections so that they're not just hanging out there, you know, be able to call out the elephant room, you know, and I believe one of the components of the skill set that I teach is what I call relationship science, another trademark term, relationship science. No matter what your profession turns out, you're going to need the buy-in from other people. Yes. Right? <laughs> I said this quote this morning. It's and it's a quote that I'm so glad. Like I feel like my, you know, I have a lot of family members that have given me great one-liners, but you are never independent. We are always interdependent. Absolutely. Like your your illusion of independence, like that's what she said to me during my formative years. Like you're never going to be independent, so you can just stop realizing that now. I no. love that relationship science. Continue on. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. So relationship <laughs> science is really that the ability to understand number one what makes you tick, right? How you're wired, so to speak, or how you, you know how you prefer to be communicated with, etc. And then, but most importantly, which that's great. That's in the from a self awareness perspective, as you shared earlier. You know that really dials up self self awareness, but where the real the real benefit is is in understanding then how to how to accurately understand how someone else is wired. Your boss, someone on your team, your customer, someone else in the organization that you need them to partner with you, even though you have no direct you know authority to say, hey, you have to do this, right? You can only influence. Okay? Yeah. So so those so that's part of the skill set that no matter what your profession. Being good at relationship science is one of the things that's going to, it's going to elevate you, hopefully, from wherever you are, one to 10, on your skill set to something that is getting you closer to 10. Right. right. You got it. Like, I love that. Starting with the mindset. Where do you want to go? I, I just, I love that image that you painted. Uh, what does it look like when players are coming out to perform sport, like perform their game? You know, like you've got this. Like, I I feel like organizations would probably shake if everyone walked in being like, yes, I'm so empowered, but that'd be so awesome. But I think people would be like, what's happening in the world? But yeah, you can have the right mindset. Like, I want to win. I want to do blank. And then all of a sudden, if you don't think about other people or you don't have the skills that it doesn't matter. And let's go into execution. Like, what does, so then like, let's go into execution because you need the mindset. You need the skills to be able to then do it. And what's execution mean? Absolutely. Yeah. So there, perfect, great, great summary. Yeah. So once you got this dialed in, you're, you're, you have a path to get better at whatever that is, whether it's new education, new training, whatever happens to be to take you up at a level in, in skill set. Again, you're going to have to continually, you know, we want to continually evolve the question. Is, so then execution. So easy enough to say, if you, you can have this dialed in, you can know what to do, but if you go, if you don't execute, and what I mean by that is get the ball across the goal line or into the net or whatever it happens to be. Um, then these other two don't really matter, right? So in, back to interdependency, all three of these have to be, you know, uh, dialed in in order for you, people to have the kind of success that I believe they want, yeah. that I believe your, your listeners and viewer want, viewers want. So execution is having the ability to actually get up and do whatever that is, right? And um, in, <laughs> in leadership, and I know it's a big focus for a lot of the folks listening in, as, as a leader, how do you execute? You know, there are a lot of assessments out there, Jen, that are all terrific. One of those that I use a lot is DISC, is D-I-S-C, been around forever, super powerful, but there are a lot of really great ones. And what the, the takeaway, and the reason I bring that up quickly is, you know, there are different kinds of people out there. So, it, so you know, typically there are four quadrants. I don't know how that happened to be, but typically most, most <laughs> assessments are in quadrants of four. Quadrant. So, um, recognizing that part of your leadership skills is that your leadership approach 
is not a one size fits all, right? The way that you want to be led is not going to apply to many of the people who you might be leading. So executing means how do I delegate? Well, I find, and I bet you do too, I find that for new leaders especially, but actually people have been around a long time, delegation is one of the most difficult things for the, for people to be good at, at doing, <laughs> executing on. Yes, and I laugh because when I teach that class on Crestcom, there's ultimately always one person that's like, I actually thought I was a much better delegator. And now I realize that I'm not a great delegator. Exactly. Like I th- it's not as simple as just saying, will you please go do this? <laughs> right. right. Yeah. I know. It's so funny. Right. And so, and the bottom line is if you're not delegating, you're not managing and you're darn sure not leading. If you're not good at delegating right now for, for those, you know, tuning in right now, get good at it. Right. It sounds like Jen's got some good ways of helping you on that. And, and the bottom line is like, You've got to get good at it. And there's so many reasons why people aren't good at delegating. I think delegating is one of the keys to execution. Yeah. Crestcom is a global organization dedicated to developing effective leaders. Companies all over the world have seen their managers transformed into leaders through our award-winning and accredited leadership development programs. Our signature BPM program provides interactive management training with a results-oriented curriculum and prime networking opportunities. If you're interested in learning more about our flagship program and developing your managers into leaders, please visit our website to find a leadership trainer near you. Or maybe you yourself have always wanted to train and develop others. Crestcom is a global franchise with ownership opportunities available throughout the world. If you have ever thought about being your own boss, owning your own business, and leveraging your leadership experience to impact businesses and leaders in your community, Crestcom may be the right fit for you. We're looking for professional executives who are looking for a change and want to make a difference in people's lives. Learn more about our franchise opportunity on the Own a Franchise page of our website at crestcom.com. I want to dive in. I know that we talked about tips like and more tips because I just think that execution peeps and how you talked about the interdependency that you can have the fanciest strategy, but if you don't have the right mindset, that's going to allow you to be resilient then you're not going to execute. Or like, I guess one of the places that you might see people fail in terms of how they sustain this formula is that maybe when they don't execute, then do you see them come back and then their mindset drops and then they kind of have to go through? Or what do you see when people are actually um, faced with those challenges, right? Like how do we, how do you recover and build your own resilience if, oh, it didn't work out as what I thought it was going to be, right? right? And that outcome was different than what I had in my head. (laughs) That's delegation. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and yeah, you're right. That was a great way of des- describing the interdependency of those of these three principles. And you know, um, it, it, it turns out most people, in my experience, know what to do. Like within these three that we're talking about here, most people know where they're not at a ten or a ten's a pretty lofty goal. So let's say we're between mindset, skill set, and execution. They're going to have some. They're going to be it'll look like a like a um, a trumpet key set, right? There's three keys on a trumpet. So it's going to be like this, and it'll it'll change from time to time. See, so you'll have a real high mindset. Other days, not so high. But in general, people know where they need to dial it up. But it turns, you know. So so why is that? Why if you know what to do, how you need to to show up more powerfully, and then why don't you? Well, distraction is a huge part of that. We <laughs> yeah, you might. <laughs> have your coffee or tea in the morning and you, you get to work, uh, whether it's at home or at an office and you've got, you just, I'm going to execute big time today. And if you walk in, email lights up, your boss comes in, there's all these things that are just like yanking you out of that. Got a <laughs> minute. Got a minute. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. And, and so we get distracted. And the other thing too, is that, you know, we might know that we're not good at delegating. But it takes, a, as a, that's the example we've used today so far. But, um, and we might know even that I could, if I tweaked it, I could get better. But it turns out that change is hard. Change is hard for people. And um, especially when you've tacked an identity to the way you're doing things. I'm a compassionate leader. Beautiful, right? I mean, I love that. If compassionate leader to you knowingly or unknowingly means that you're not going to demand much of other people, 
right? That's a possibility. Then you, you've tacked your identity to being someone who's not going to demand much from other people. Therefore, are you going to have an effective team? No. And frankly, it's not actually compassionate leadership anymore because you're not the team's not succeeding. But you can imagine, or if you're like bullheaded, hard driver, you know, it's like, I'm just going to, you know, I'm not going to change my way. I'm just going to tell people what to do. Command and control the old school management leadership doesn't work anymore. Yeah. Okay. Can we talk about that? Because I, you know, even as a sidebar, I'm not sure what you're seeing from your end. Is it just exploded over, especially even, I know that COVID and the pandemic really took its toll, right? We're all seeing the great resignation, but I feel like right now, more and more articles are like, employees are expecting more. And they're going to vocalize more. And I'm just curious, like what you're seeing from your perspective on that, because the command and control, the, the different ways, if, if you're listening to this and you're still like, should I change right now? There are so many people pushing back. So the accountability I think is that much higher. I'm not sure what you're seeing on your end. Absolutely. Jen. It's uh, that old model, which, you know, Hey, look, it's like the industrial revolution was great when we needed an industrial re- revolution. Right. You know, back in the in the early 1900s, but we don't need that anymore. We're, we, we've 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 gone on to other things, so that's that model doesn't serve anymore. Same with leadership, right? It's like command and control, where you just you know your boss has told you what to do and sat up on maybe an elevated uh, platform and pointed, and you just go do this, and you were not really paid to think; you were paid to do, even when you were in in leadership roles yourself. Um, and so it's over. It's never going to work. And it's not just that the younger generation doesn't want it. Frankly, nobody really wants it anymore, except those who really love the command and control model because they felt pretty good about their role. But it's gone. It's gone. Yeah. It doesn't work. It's no longer there. So the question is not so much, and I mentioned earlier, change is hard. There are people watching this right now, I guarantee you, who um, may have had experience in the command and control and they get intellectually totally get it. This is not the way to do it anymore. It's flawed or it's no longer relevant. But changing that behavior can be really hard. So the question becomes, and I really encourage people to write this down. When it comes to change of any kind, maybe in the one of the three components we talked about today, mindset, skill set, execution, when it comes to change, if you frame it as change and you have a resistance to change, because some people do. That's going to be hard. But let me ask you this. The question, better question is, are you ready to grow? Right. Are you ready to grow? Because when you think about growing, it feel, can you almost feel the energy difference between I'm ready to grow yeah. and I need to change? Yeah. Well, there's the need, I feel like, is also just guilt-inducing. Like, I need to do this. I'm so desperate. And it's not food and water. And then I think it adds a heaviness to the change. Yeah. You know, just that, oh, my gosh, <laughs> I don't have a choice. I don't know if you see them, people go into that defend. Like, I, you know, like, what do you see? Like, I saw your eyes just light up. Yeah, the defend. Like, I'm not changing. This is working for me. Why would right. I change? Right. Like, yeah, and then pretty soon they, they have all their uh, office belongings in a box and they're walking out the door because they didn't choose to, I like the word, evolve. Yeah. And, and we're all capable of it. So if it's, if anyone's freaking out, just know you can do this. And it's really just a, thing, a thought process. Do I, am I ready to grow and become the stronger leader that I know I can be? And so hopefully this model might be one tool you can use to, you know, to be able to focus your energy. And, and make the kind of growth that you'd like to create. Yeah. Are you ready to grow? I feel like this is a great call to action, no matter what day you're listening to this. Are you ready to grow today? Are you ready to rethink? And I love that you said it. Leadership, if you want to be an effective leader, it's all about your own evolution. Like, And what worked today or may not work tomorrow and vice versa. I love that like question of just reminding that change is iterative and you're changing every single day, whether you realize it or not. That's but really, right. like you, you want to embrace it because I mean, I'm sure you've probably seen with your clients of uh, people, you know, holding on to old ideas, not wanting to change. And then you find out that, well, now your competitor has evolved their product and they're changing, or I don't want to change my leadership style. And then all of a sudden you're the one that's in the HR office being talked <laughs> to about, you know, how you could show up differently. I mean, you know, change is scary, but like I guess it's like, how do you help people understand the consequence of staying the same or not changing? Well, I think the consequences are 
happen naturally. Um, yeah. Maybe it's a lower performance review. Maybe it's just not even a, a metric, but just feeling disconnected, not feeling the, the, the energy you used to have for your job as the leader. Maybe not, maybe not getting the opportunities to lead at a bigger, um, at, a, at a bigger scale, if that's a desire for, for someone to go up the corporate ladder, so to speak, or to, to, to get involved in mergers and acquisitions of other, of other companies. So it's, um, you know, I, I like to say that, that we usually know when it's time to grow because um, we'll start to feel an internal tug. And, you know, there's only one truth. You're either leading well <laughs> or you're not. Yeah. You know, this is a bit of a, you know, a, a spectrum, but you're either where you want to be as a leader right now or a salesperson or a business development professional or whatever it happens to be that is your, your niche or niche. But you're either getting the results, the, the personal reward, the, the, the emotional reward, or you're not. And if you're not, great. I wonder what I could do. Oh, let me think about these three things. Well, okay, where is my mindset? What am I bringing to the table every day? Um, as the leader, you know, you're the tip of the spirit. We know that. You're the tip of the spirit. As goes the leader, goes the team. I always love this. <laughs> um, when I work with teams, a lot of times it's like the, the leader's like, I could, I could do great things if I only had a better team, you know? And the team's like, we could be so great if we only had a better leader. <laughs> and so somewhere in that circle of pointing, you got to point at yourself and say, look, I know I can, this is the part I can control. I can control my level of energy, focus, positive expectation. I can focus on what I bring to the table, my work ethic, my attitude. My active listening, I think, is so important. How much am I present with people versus just nodding my head and say, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, you know, on your, there are a lot of leaders <laughs> who I still work with who I, they'll say, you know, I, sometimes I'm in my calls or my one on one meetings and I'm on my phone. I'm like, are you kidding me? I mean, what's the message <laughs> that you're sending when you have a one on one, someone's time, your time, and yet you're rechecking your email at the same time? I and mean, these little tweaks that we might have, you know, we're so close to it that we can't always see those places where we're goofing up, but everyone else can see them very clearly. So that's oh kind my of gosh, yes, <laughs> they <laughs> they feel it. I think of like the joke, and I think this reminds me of that of because it it did used to drive me bananas. Like if you want to have a conversation with me, if you've asked me to come in, or even if I have a question, and I'm sure that some people can relate with this. You come in and you want to ask them a question, and they don't even look up. Right, and so then you just feel like. Well, A, maybe I'm stupid because I have this question or B, this person clearly doesn't have time for me when sometimes all it takes is turning around or like, but to get to that, my favorite thing because of that experience. And I saw this on a meme was it's this reaction. <laughs> you look like every time I see you, you remind me of a software update. And I say, not now, <laughs> right? Like that is like the thing of like how I think it's that attention of understanding, like, where could you be goofing up? Because as much as you're so focused on that, it's these, I love that you say it's the little things oh. that are undermining your ability to create your success. It's that skill set piece, that relationship science piece that you were talking about. Exactly. Yeah. Um, I want to dive in and just talk about a few of your tips because I know that we kind of did this in a different flow, but mindset, you start your day, you have a ritual. I love that you read to yourself. And what do you do? I'm curious, like what tips would you have for someone that's just like, okay, I'm at a four, I'm at a three, I'm not feeling great. Like any tips for that person to broaden, boost, like boost that mindset if they're really feeling like I'm just not there today. Absolutely. Care. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So I was, um, I had the privilege of being a, a coach with uh, with Tony Robbins' company for for several years. And for those who know Tony Robbins, um, you know you'll you'll know this. If you're not familiar with Tony Robbins, he's just the guy who, who um, really does gr great work in helping people bring their potential to the table. And um, so one of the things that I, I took away with from that was um, was this idea. And he he used something called neuro-linguistic programming, NLP. Again, you may have heard that, may not, mm -hmm. but, but NLP is really a way of understanding how your mind works um, so that you can support bringing a better mindset. Um, so I'm just going to give you an idea of something that I've, I've later put together. And that is like, look, 
if you want to change your state, your, your emotional, physical, mental state, you can change it in any one of the following three ways. Number one, your body. So like if I'm standing up right now, because I, I know that for me, that brings different energy for me. But if you're in a slump, yeah. you know, check out your posture. You know, you know, if, imagine that you're in a car, you're driving a car and you're 20 <laughs> minutes late for the most important meeting in your, of the, maybe for the year, but at least the month. And you're late, not because traffic, you just left late. Okay. So it's all on you. You're freaking out. Traffic's slowing down. What's the, what's the posture you're going to have in that car? What would that be, Jen? Tense. I would just feel, yeah, down, tense. I, yeah. I need to get there. Get out of my way. Like, I mean, that's my <laughs> <Exactly>. mindset. <laughs> you're driving, you're, you're, you're hunched over, you're, you know, and you're breathing, right? Your body, part of, this, the part of the body metrics here is, you know, posture, gaze, keep your head up a little bit, shoulders back, right? But breathe for crying out loud. Like when you're in those stressful <laughs> times, like you're, are you breathing deeply and nourishing your body with oxygen or barely breathing enough to sustain life, right? And so you know, <laughs> you realize when you want to change your state, change your body, stand up, walk around, pace, you know, get your posture where it needs to be. Number two is your, your mindset. And the mindset in this case is like, are you focusing on the times that you succeeded or are you focusing on the times when you failed? Mm-hmm. And our mind, our ego mind has a way of making sure we can always pull back the times that didn't go our way. <laughs> or we can always pull back the times that we screwed up. I mean, it's a, List is like a legal pad of those things that's in your head all the time. And we're kind of negative. We have this negativity bias. We can pull those out really quickly. But are you able to pull up a time that you crushed it? Are you able to pull up a time when you felt so proud or connected or pleased or delighted in the way that that sales call went or the way that that, that meeting went? Right. So we want to make sure that you, so body is one way. Another is like, where are those times? What is my arsenal to help combat the negative self-talk that we as human beings have? Okay. Yeah. So you have those, you know, what was the most exciting, you know, it could be when you were a kid, it could be yesterday, anywhere in between, but when you felt so good, and, you know, it went your way. Maybe you hit the, you hit the, or you made the big, the final goal to win the soccer game, the football game, right? Um, whatever that is. So, Body first, then mindset, getting an arsenal of places where you focus on your successes and have that arsenal. And then the third is your words. So our words, and it's a whole other conversation, but this cliff note version or short version is, look, our words go in, our words that we speak go in and feed our conscious mind, which then in turn feeds our subconscious mind, which basically goes to work to create exactly what we tell us is possible. That's why all these things are so important. If you, it's like, if you believe you can, you can. I'm going to read this quote from you, or this poem. I love this. If you think you're beaten, you are. If you think you dare not, you don't. If you'd like to win, but you think you can't, it's almost certain you won't. If you think you'll lose, you've lost. For out in this world, we find success begins with a person's will. It's all a state of mind. Love that. that Love is my, that. Uh, Walter Wintel, uh, one of my favorite poems called Thinking. It's longer, but I've taken this excerpt because I love it. Walter, W I N T L E, Walter Wintel. Um, uh, but anyway, you know, that's the juice, right? So our words, that's why I have the incantation that I start my day with. And I hope that everybody now on, the, on this meeting thinks about what could they read? What could they write for themselves that would give them that? anchor back to their successes, to their highest level of contribution. So when you do walk into that next meeting, you're firing with all the right parts of your brain. Right. You get to choose it. I, that's what I think is so powerful about mindset is it's how am I feeling right now? Well, how do you want to feel? How do you want to feel? And what are you doing that's contributing or detracting from what you want to feel? And I just love that you're saying that because there's so much power, like in a world where we can often feel like we don't have power, we always have power. And I love that bringing that back, like just to reflecting on you choose based on that mindset. And that's why building self-awareness is important. And it's something to understand. Are you hurting yourself or helping yourself? I just love that. Well, like, I think those are great. Like, Tips. So let's go, let's dive into skill set. Like, how do you, you know, the relationship building piece you had talked about, like, how do we um, 
the relationship science piece, I should say, the trademark relationship science. What are your tips for skill set? Yeah. Um, so I, when I think of skill set, one bucket, uh, Jan, is those things that are specific to your job. Okay. Um, what does it take for you to be a top, a top um, player in whatever that is? Doctor, lawyer, you know, uh, business development, or accounting, whatever. That basic set of skills. Is there a certification you need to go get so it'll give you a higher level of a performance over time? Okay, so that's one bucket. Where I tend to work mostly with people, though, is in that because we're talking leadership. That's about the inter, the interdependence, right, of, yeah. of people. So for me, it's a few things like skill set. Like number one, gratitude. And I know it's like an overused term these days, but number one, to what extent can you bring the skill of having a discipline of being grateful, of expressing gratitude to those people around you? Not insincerely. Everybody hates that. That's not what we're talking about. But sincerely identifying what's something that you really that you can notice, appreciate, believe, and acknowledge. NABA. <laughs> notice, <laughs> appreciate, believe, and acknowledge. NABA. I love that. So like, that so that you have, you know, when you're in that mode and you're thinking about that, number one, you're going to see that warrior where they're not seeing it. They're, you're going to see the, the attributes they're bringing instead of just the things where you feel like they might have let you down. Because we're going to have both. But it gives you a, a pre a, a, a predisposition for focusing on the good of other people. So as a leader, number one, you know, being grateful. Number two, get your disciplines in place, your morning ritual, you know, be a warrior, brave, bold, courageous, right? Step in, give yourself permission to no longer tolerate, to no longer um, not say what needs to be said, right? Don't we always just love the people on a team who, and sometimes they're like, oh my gosh, I can't believe she said that, or I can't believe he said that. We so admire that somebody had it, had the guts to say what needed to be said. That's what leadership is. And I love that. So it takes courage, it takes courage to do that. So yeah. that's number two. Number three is to be a master of resiliency. To, you know, you talk a lot about resiliency, and I love it. Yeah. Um, but really, you know, resiliency, the way that I describe it is the it is the accelerator of happiness. Because you're going to typically, and I know people are going through devastating times right now and have over the last couple of years. So I'm not saying you should just be able to take whatever hits you and just bounce back up right away. But to the extent that you're looking at less critical, super terrifying things that, that, that might be, you might be experiencing, the lesser things, we could get knocked off our game, right, by very small things. Like maybe we didn't get the raise. All right. How long are you? Maybe you wore jeans to an event. <laughs> maybe you wore jeans to an event. <laughs> right? Like, exactly. Or, you know, maybe, you know, maybe we didn't get the deal, whatever. You know, some people, it takes them two months to get over that. Yeah. And they're not, they're not bringing their best for those two months. Some people, two weeks, some people, two days, some people, two hours. We know people like that, right? Where right. it's like, whatever hits them, I'm, again, I'm carving out the really, you know, tr like true tragedies. But the other more common things that might knock us off, they're back like that. So master, number three, mastering resiliency. Number four is learning to reinvent yourself again and again and again yes. and again. Yes. So that's what I call deliberate evolution, especially for people in leadership, knowing that how you lead today, that's great. But you can, at any moment, reinvent your leadership style yes. and let go of the old identity. Well, and that just because, like, I think this is a really important piece because you will continue. Every listener is going to continue to grow and support an organization at some point throughout their career. And I think sometimes things happen to us that get imprint that we take on. I mean, you know, I talk about authentic leadership where we personalize that and we then judge ourselves as not enough. I'm to this, I'm to that. And, you know, in terms of resiliency, like, it's being able to say like, it's okay that you may not love that about me. Like I love this about me. And, but then also deciding, okay, well, I did get that feedback and what do I want to do with it? Do I want to assign it to myself? Is it relevant? Is it coming from a place of love? Is it, or do I want to say, you know what? I don't need it, but also always giving yourself permission just because you might've showed up one way one day doesn't mean that defines who you are and what you'll be. Gosh, well, can we sing this around the rooftops to people? Because I think this is a big place that people get stuck. We just think that 
it's like a definitive like end point instead of realizing that we're always growing and that we're always goofing up. I mean, I'm just going to do a plug here. If you haven't read Adam Grant's read or think again, his book that came out in 2021, all about relearning. All you're doing is relearning. You're just relearning. I just wish that people gave themselves the grace to be like, you're a human. So you're going to keep growing and you're actually going to make so many mistakes, but the more mistakes you make, Hey, the easier it is to be resilient. (laughs) I goof up all the time, (laughs) but it's hard. Like that's, that's the resilience piece is you have to do the work. Like, I guess that's what I see is you, you have to do the work to be able to bounce back. You've got to do the work. Right. Yeah. And give it, you know, and give it, just giving yourself, I love, I I love what you just said there. And actually someone just gave me out of grass book. I haven't read it yet. Sitting on my cabinet over here. Uh, see, second um, touch means you have to read it. <laughs> I'm super excited. Um, but, you know, and giving yourself permission, right? It's just giving yourself permission to reinvent yourself. You know, there are people on this uh, on this uh, conversation watching this who have been leading for years, right? right? And, and, and it might be time, you know, it might be time for that next growth cycle. Maybe even growth sounds like too much energy. That's okay. It, you can just give yourself permission to adapt. The question is not, am I a good leader or am I not a good leader? The question is, the way that I'm doing this, is it working or is it not working? Yes. Working or not working, not good or bad or all those things. And if it's if you find that what the way it's working, the way I'm doing it is not working, then it's okay. Take a breath. Give yourself permission to explore. How can I bring in new ideas that will be useful and helpful to make me a, a more a, a leader who, whose style is actually working at a higher level. That's the fun part. Yeah. Be kind. Oh my gosh. I just, I hope that there are so many people that just felt like wrapped in a hug with Will's words mm-hmm. of just like, it's okay. Like I can figure this out and it's a new, you know, take a breath. As you said, you were very calm, right? Like, and I'm such a big person, but it is calm. It's, I love that you just held space. Hopefully someone feels today that inspiration that I can change. I'm just glad that you shared that. We're going to go into our final point. I can't believe we're wrapping up this conversation. What are your tips for execution? Because you have to know that better than anyone with the amount of discipline that you have. Like what tips would you have to share with our audience for execution? Yeah. And that's really where that, that goal setting, you know, everyone, oh, oh my God, don't, no more talk about goals. It's been around for so long. And, you know, I understand that. I have a model that I love and and, um, and, and created that it really helps people kind of have more fun with it. But um, the execution comes down to number one, getting super clear. Probably want to write this down. Get super clear first and foremost about what is your outcome. That's what, you know, it's not like, what do I have to do? It's not a to-do list. As I put my hand literally on a to-do list, because you have to have <laughs> So when you're in your execution mode, first, it's not about what you need to do. It's about it's about your outcome. What about that? Where where's my overarching um, desire? What do I want to be better? How do I want to achieve this in a different way? Right. So number one is outcome. Then the second very important piece is still not what to do, but why? What's my why for that? Why is it a must for me right. to to deliver that proposal by Friday at one o'clock? If it's not a must, then then you got a whole other situation because you're probably doing work you shouldn't do. But if it's a must, if it's mission critical, why is it a must? What's it mean? That's where you want to attack your identity. Take your you know, attack your identity to why that outcome is a must for you, and pretty soon you're generating all kinds of energy and I believe more mental power to accomplishing that goal. Yeah. Right. And then three. Oh, sorry. No, you can see it. Like, then you're like, yes, like I can do this. I can add that. I love that. That again, that iterative piece that we just talked about. It's like, Hey, I want that. Like, yes, now I can see this. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And then finally, so once you know your outcome is super clear and, and that's just a, that's a mantra for me. And, and I believe that no matter what it is, even as we prepared for our conversation today, I started right out with that. And actually, you know, you, I think you work the same way. Like, what is my outcome? Right, that's a great starting point. Even if you're going grocery shopping, right? Um, what is your what is your outcome? But in more of a leadership role, let's say you've got a what some leaders. Um, I can actually own this too. I never really loved the performance review process. You know, when you have a big team and you got to really, and it takes a lot. And it's like, oh, if you if I looked at it like, oh, I have to write all these performance reviews, then 
that's an energy drain. But if I thought, you know what, this is if I got the outcome, I want this, I'm gonna do this anyway. You're gonna do the thing anyway, right? The performance reviews have to happen as a requirement. Um, I'm gonna do it anyway. So I'm gonna change my focus and put it on an outcome that I want. And that outcome is up as an example. I want to make sure that the comments I make are supportive of the of my team members and give them an opportunity to see ways that they can dial up their game. Well, yeah. if every leader could do that, that would be oh my gosh, I feel like people wouldn't dread the performance process so right. much. Exactly. Yes, please. <laughs> and every leader can do that. That's the good news, right? <laughs> so anyway, then then you go, why? Well, what what's my why? Well, you know what? As an example, our performance review. But you know what? I just want people to know how 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 much I care. How I want to dedicate my profession to helping them advance their career, and this is one of the great tools. Great. So now you got your why, and I love the idea of making it a must wherever you can. And then lastly, good. So now, what do I need? What do I need to do in order to accomplish that outcome? Okay, I need to book time in my calendar to do those. I need to book the one-on-one meetings. Um, I need to do these different things. Then it's a different energy around that to-do list than looking at it and going, oh. Wow, why am I even in this profession, right? right. Yeah, so that's the key to execution. Outcome, clear about why, clear about your why. If you can make it a must, all the better. And then your plan comes into place. Oh my gosh, I love that. Will just shared all of the truth bombs as it relates to building success, whether that's for your team, your organization, his formula that we talked about today, mindset plus skill set, plus execution equals success. Will, how can people connect with you? You're a keynote speaker. You train. I know you help in a variety of ways. How can people connect with you? Great. Well, yeah. Well, thanks for that. Number one. Um, yeah. So my my website, which I'm, I imagine will be somehow posted. It'll be here in the show notes. Mm-hmm. But yeah, matthewsperformancegroup.com. Matthews with two Ts. Matthewsperformancegroup.com is where you can go to learn about you know the my keynote speaking opportunities if i could come support your team or an association that you're involved in would love it um have super fun with a couple of different keynote titles one is the game you must win now more than ever before uh coincidentally the same title we have today um another is um going from oh no to let's go yeah so, <laughs> so bringing <laughs> that kind of energy so no, no, that's number one that's really probably if there's that's probably the key place to go. Um, I, as you, as I know, you know, there's the books available, uh, on Amazon and others. You've got this, you've got this, the five self-coaching keys. You need to live boldly and accomplish anything. So maybe those would be the two best ways for people to reach me. Always anxious to talk to people personally too. So, um, will at Matthews performance group.com. I'll be happy to reply. Oh my gosh. Send them an email, maybe bring them your challenge. Will, thank you so much for just sharing your expertise, your time, but also most importantly, your passion, your passion for why this matters and wanting success for all of the organizations, teams, and individuals around the world. Thank you so much for being here today. My pleasure. So good to see you, Jen. Thanks to everybody. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of the Leadership Habit Podcast. I really enjoyed my conversation with Will. So inspired just thinking about who I want to be, what type of leader, what type of individual. Now, if you want to connect with Will, you can head on over to matthewsperformancegroup.com. There, you can find information about his keynotes that I have seen him speak before. I would definitely recommend him for your next event. You can also connect with him on LinkedIn at Will Matthews. Yes, Will Matthews. Yes. And of course, don't forget to get a copy of your book available on Amazon. You've got this, the five self-coaching keys you need to live boldly and accomplish anything. I hope you have a great day. I hope you leave this feeling inspired and I'll see you next time.